Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the Game Preview Show. I'm really excited about this. 49ers looking to double up on the East Coast and beat the Atlanta Falcons. This would be a huge win. It would put the 49ers at 4-2, and two, two games over 500 with another NFC win. NFC wins are important when you get into playoff tiebreakers. So this is a big game for the 49ers. And Atlanta seems to be a team the 49ers match up pretty well with in some areas. Of course, Atlanta is no slouch of a team. They are pretty good. Uh, they have been getting it going on offense, and they have offensive weapons that they've been taking advantage of, and the Warriors are going to have to go ahead and stop those. But the Warriors are having one of the best defensive seasons I think they've ever had in franchise history. This team is really, really good, and they've been able to overcome injuries and navigate through all of the depth problems that they've had because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done such a great job of building a, a roster that can insulate themselves against this sort of thing. So in this episode, we're going to get all into the 49ers versus Atlanta Falcons, of course, break down the key players, get into some key matchups, some bold predictions, and then I'll give my score prediction of who I believe is going to win and what that score is going to be. Could it be 28 to 3? That's just for fun. Uh, we had a little fun with that on the Ed Hill show as well. But yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I'm looking into getting or looking forward to getting into all about the Atlanta Falcons. How they match up with the 49ers it's gonna be an exciting one because this week at 10 a.m pacific it's 49ers versus atlanta falcons it's gonna be a fantastic matchup now first off we have to start talking about some of the players the atlanta falcons have and some of the abilities that they have uh the atlanta falcons have been a pretty good offense overall they're almost 40 percent on third down which is pretty good you want to keep teams under you know 40 percent you have one a chance to win, but overall for a complete year, that's pretty good. Now, 
Uh, the guy pulling the trigger is going to be Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is having himself a pretty good year. Um, but, I mean, it's not like his numbers are fantastic. He's 71 of 123 um, for 926 yards, 57.7% completion percentage. So he's under 60%. You would like to think that the 49ers could take advantage of some of those opportunities the way other teams have. Now, his completion percentage is about 7.5 yards per attempt. He's thrown for four touchdowns and four interceptions. So he is somebody that will turn over the football. He has been sacked 12 times, which is interesting because he's a guy that can scramble. He's a guy that can move, but you can get to Marcus Mariota. I put him more towards the Geno Smith type of scrambler where he can extend plays. He can scramble if needed, but uh, you don't want to have a set game plan where he's going to go in there and run it consistently. He won't be able to hold up. Even though he did it at Oregon and he was very successful in the read option game, I don't think that's something that Atlanta really wants to do in this football game. But he has had a pretty good uh, year running the football. Marcus Mariota has carried the ball um, 37 times for 156 yards, which actually ranks third on the Atlanta Falcons team. He has the third most carries on the entire team uh, behind Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. And uh, Cordell Patterson, and that's something we have to talk about, Cordell Patterson is injured. Warriors are not going to have to worry about dealing with the dual threat that is Cordero Patterson. Guy coming out of the, uh, the backfield in past situations, he will not be there. He's on IR. So they're going to be dealing with other players. Um, but Marcus Mariota is the first one they have to deal with. And it, it's it could be my key matchup. In fact, it's going to be my key matchup. And I'll get to that in a little bit about dealing with Marcus Mariota. Now, as far as the running backs, Tyler Algier um, is, is pretty much footing the bill as the number one running back while Patterson is out. He's got 39 attempts for 184 yards. That's a 4.7 average. That's not bad. He has no touchdowns, though. Uh, Patterson has three touchdowns. Mariota has two touchdowns rushing, but none for Algier. Now, his counterpart, though, that's going to be doing a lot of the running with him is Caleb Huntley, and Caleb Huntley does have a touchdown. He's rushed the ball only 19 times uh, for 93 yards, 4.9 yards per carry. Just taking that into consideration, TDP almost has that many carries, and he only carried the ball in, what, one game? Uh, so I think this Atlanta Falcons run game is something the 49ers definitely can take advantage of and stop because the loss of Cordero Patterson. With Patterson, they're definitely more unique. They can do a lot of different things, um, but they're not going to be able to because of the running back position sort of being a struggle. Now, Arthur Smith is a good, a good coordinator, and he always ends up coming up with good ways. Of course, he's head coach, but coming up with good ways to run the football and we know he's going to be a part of it. So who are the weapons that the 49ers need to worry about? Well, first off, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Pitts is a really, really good football player. Now, he has been dealing with a hamstring. He looks like he could make it back for this football game. So the 49ers are going to have to locate him. Anytime you have this amount of size and speed, you just have to make sure you account for him at all times. Now, he's not having a tremendous season. He's had 10 catches, 150 yards. So that's about 15 yards per catch but he has no touchdowns. He has not been able to get into the end zone so far for the Atlanta Falcons. I think that is something that we need to continue to remember and monitor. I thought Jimmy Ward would have been really nice to be able to match up against Kyle Pitts and keep him off his game. Jimmy Ward has that much versatility and flexibility to cover a guy like that. Now, he would have been giving up a lot of size in the height department, but pretty much anyone on your football team is going to give up size in the height department the Warriors are going to have to figure out ways to scheme him up. Make sure they take away Kyle Pitts. And all the while, you have other players you have to worry about on this offense. 
because it is a talented offense. And one of the reasons is that the young rookie, Drake uh, London, at USC is having himself a pretty good season. He has 22 receptions, 266 yards. Uh, he has a, and he has two touchdowns. So he's somebody you have to account for. So even if you're paying attention to Pitts, you have to pay attention to London, another big body guy. Uh, that's something the four years are going to have a little bit of concerns with Emmanuel Mosley out there. You probably had less concerns with him and Charvarius Ward guarding these big bodied receivers. But with Yammer Lenore or Samuel Womack potentially playing outside, Maybe they would go Ombre Thomas at six foot. But uh, with those other two guys playing outside, there is a height difference between the receivers that Atlanta Falcons are going to put out there as far as Pitts and with Drake London compared to some of the other guys on this roster. So Warriors are going to have to make sure they get after the quarterback. Mariota has been sacked 12 times, so you can figure that out. But you can see they have weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and it doesn't stop there because they also have uh, Zacchaeus as well. And he has had a lot of big plays this year. He only has 12 catches, so two more than Pitts, but for 213 yards. So 10 less catches than Drake London, but almost as many yards. 17.8 yards per catch is the average of distance of his catches. That's absolutely fantastic. He has a 42-yard play this year and two touchdowns. He's accounted for the other two in the passing game. So two to London, two to Zacchaeus. These guys are going to put pressure on the 49ers. Uh, Zacchaeus with his speed, he's going to be able to get down the field and make plays that way. London with his size, hits with his size. So they do have a mixture of talent there. It all starts with the trigger man, though. Uh, and they're not there, done there, though, because uh, Cadero, uh Hodge as well has been getting playing time and doing a, a pretty good job of executing in this offense and doing his role. He has eight catches, only two behind Pitts, 128 yards, 16 yards per catch, and a big explosive at 39 yards for one of his plays. So they have four solid options in the passing game that Marcus Mariota can go to. The 49ers are going to have to make sure they play clean defense and really execute against these guys. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the tough things, right, is making sure you can do this. Now let's get into my defensive key matchup. And it's going to be D'Amico Ryans going against uh, Marcus Mariota. And the reason is, and you saw on the slide, it says, is it this or is it that? It's confusing Marcus Mariota. If Marcus Mariota gets confused by what D'Amico Ryans is showing him, either that's in a blitz show, if that's in a shell coverage, whatever it is, giving him a different look is going to make him slow down. As he slows down as far as his reads go, then you're going to be able to get this pass rush home because you're probably going to have to manufacture pass rush this week. Manufacturing pass rush means you can't get home with just four defenders. With Nick Bosa potentially being out, no Eric Armstead, still unknown about Javon Kinlaw, you have to find other ways to handle it. Samson Ebucom's dealing with tendonitis because he's playing on a turf field. Now, he will play. Charles Amenehu will play. So have pass rushers there. Drake Jackson as well. They have talented guys. They have guys that can get after the quarterback. But last week, the game against the Panthers, they had to manufacture pass rush. What they did was bring blitzes from all over the place. And you, what you ended up getting was Sacks from linebackers like Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, Tayshawn Gibson getting home, Drake Jackson. Of course, you know, you had your normal, uh, usual suspects like Samson Ebucom making plays, but you had to find creative ways to do that. And I think this is the same way. All the while, without Emmanuel Mosley, D'Amico Ryans has to figure out how to disguise coverage, but also give help coverage over the top of whoever's out there. If that's Diameter Lenore, Samuel Womack, you have to make sure you're giving him help. Do not allow want them one-on-one -on -one situations against London and against Kyle Pitts consistently. 
Uh, those aren't things you want. And the other guy is going to be playing the nickel. Uh, so they're going to have to do a good job against Zacchaeus or Pitts or whoever lines up inside. That is a big body matchup issue, which means you want Fred Warner nearby. You want Talanoa, Hufanga, and Tayshawn Gibson nearby to give help. So the 49ers scheme is going to be very interesting. Now, so far, D'Amico Ryans has dictated tempo of every offense he's win against this year. He has been the one that determined how they respond. So they've been reactive to what he has done on defense. You want to be, as an offense, you want to dictate what a defense does. But so far, D'Amico Ryans has done a very good job of keeping teams off balance, and he can do that again. You have a quarterback that's sub-60 as far as completion percentage who has already turned over the ball four times and been sacked 12 times. That is your recipe for success. Looking at the weapons overall, Atlanta has enough weapons to get it done. So you eliminate the run game, which it's going to be a lot easier without Cordero Patterson. And then you get after Marcus Mariota on third and long. They do get about 39% uh, conversion rate. We'll get that down to around 30. If you're getting them down to around 30, 35% in conversion rate, you have a really good opportunity to win. Not to mention you get one of those turnovers from Marcus Mariota. So that is how I expect the 49ers to handle it. And I think that's a defensive key matchup in this football game is D'Amico Ryans versus Marcus Mariota. It's D'Amico's been all over the place as far as his abilities. He's been tearing it up. I've been very excited about how he handles this defense. And he's still got a lot of talent. He's got a ton of talent, and Traverius Ward makes it a little bit easier to be able to give help the other way because you know Ward can win. And there's not a receiver on the Atlanta Falcons that can consistently beat Traverius Ward. He's the top ranked in the league for a reason. He's playing out of his mind, and I think that the 49ers are going to be able to overcome an injury at the cornerback position, not to mention they have a bunch of cornerbacks that are ready to roll. Um, but I'm very excited about this talented team. Now, let's talk a little bit, though, shift gears and talk a little bit about the 49ers offense because the defense of the Atlanta Falcons is not highly touted. Uh, they're not a defense that anyone thinks is going to be, you know, a big-time team, um, but they've got some ability, and, and they've really got some players that can make things happen. But let's get a little bit into uh, the defense and, and who they got at certain positions, and I think it starts uh, with Grady Jarrett. Now, Grady Jarrett is a defensive lineman who leads this team in sacks with three and a half sacks. He's a is a solid player. He has 19 tackles on the season, um, an interior defensive line force. He can make things happen. You have to always make sure you know where Grady Jarrett is, and you can see the picture over to my left. Is Jarrett getting the unfortunate roughing the passer against Tom Brady, but he got home. He proved that he can win. That is something the 49ers have to make sure they handle is Jarrett on the inside. You have already, you know, Aaron Banks dealing with a little bit of tendonitis this week. I'm sure he'll be ready to go. You have Daniel Brunskill, though, just in case. Jake Brendel, since Brunskill came off uh, or came back and been active, I felt like Jake Brendel's had the best two games that he's had. A little bit of pressure on him, and he has somewhat excelled. And then you have Spencer Burford, who rebounded from a, a struggle against, you know, Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams. Shocking, right? That you're going to struggle against Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams, but... Um, I thought he played pretty good against the Panthers. His interior defensive line is going to need to play good, and they're still going to have Jalen Moore at left tackle. I don't expect Trent Williams to be back this week. I expect him to come back at Kansas City. So that means you're going to have this same offensive line you are rolling with against the Panthers, and they did a pretty good job. Uh, the Panthers are no slouch. They have really good players on the interior and on the outside, and they were able to hold up. So I expect them to be able to do so now, but in the run game, pay attention to Grady Jarrett and make sure 
that you know where he is at all times. He's the one guy. Now they have uh, the young rookie Arnold Ebiketti. Um, Ebiketti, as if you if you're gonna watch my game plan uh, show, make sure you watch it. I'm gonna go into exactly how they're going to handle AK-47 Arnold Ebiketti. That's what I nicknamed him through the whole process. I really like him a lot. I think he's a, a speed rusher who's got some ability, but he's a young guy. We know how we talk about young speed rushers like Drake Jackson. Um, they have to learn how to, you know, set set the edge against the run. That's something to monitor with Ebiketti. But Grady Jackson is, or sorry, Grady Jarrett is the one of the guys that's most important to pay attention to. Now, let's get to the cornerbacks. A.J. Terrell coming out of Clemson. Uh, he's been in the league now for a couple of years, and he's done a really, really good job. He's a very talented cornerback. And he's somebody the four years are going to have to go out there and make sure they they locate and make sure they take advantage of. Uh, I don't think that the Atlanta Falcons have a defensive back that can lock down any of the 49ers receivers. Last week, the Panthers tried it with J.C. Horn. They had some success here and there. Kyle Shanahan figured out what they were doing, started moving guys around, and then found open receivers. So um, if you want to go with A.J. Terrell on Debo Samuel, um, good luck. We're going to find situations to get Debo open. And the more people travel with a receiver, it makes it easier for Kyle Shanahan because then he knows where one of the defenders is going to be at all times. Knowing where a defender is going to be at all times, you can scheme it up. You can move Debo inside, outside to be able to get that defender wherever you want him to go. So that's one of the nice things. That's one of the things that always hurt the Rams. They put Jalen Ramsey on a certain guy, travel him around you know, with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan would move him to the opposite side. He'd move him here and move him there because you knew where he was going to be. And uh, whenever you take a chess piece off the board, they believe they're taking your best chess piece in Debo Samuel. But really what they're doing is revealing where one of theirs are. So they have to be able to do other things because of that. It's just, it's one of those things that's it's fun to do. Um, and you can figure it out. And his running mate on the other side um, is Casey Hayward. And Hayward's been around for a long time. So he's somebody that everyone knows who he is at the cornerback position. So those are the two guys that are going to be helping. They do have other defenders as well, like Richie Grant. Uh, he's going to be playing safety. He's got a lot of ability as well. So they, they've got some good football players on defense. It just hasn't really turned out to really be successful. They have Rashawn Evans at linebacker. But overall, the Atlanta Falcons team has talent, but the defense hasn't played you know at a high level. And they're going to have to play at a high level to be able to stop a 49ers offense that seemed to be able to get it going. But... They have to prove it week in and week out that they can continue to get this going for the team because it is not easy um, to consistently score points in the NFL. But this 49ers offense seems to be trending in the right direction. And as long as they're trending in the right direction, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo and this run game can get it going enough to get the playmakers the ball. And that's what it's going to be about, getting the playmakers the ball. My offensive key matchup is Kyle Shanahan uh, pedal to the metal 49ers playmakers. I think the, the with Kyle Shannon, he just needs to take advantage of all those playmakers he has. Um, he has Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings makes plays. Take advantage, Kyle Yuschek. Uh, take advantage of all those guys. I think that is what it's about. It's less about the Atlanta Falcons defenders as far as how you're scheming it up this week and more about taking advantage of the personnel that you have. And Kyle Shannon did a really good job at Carolina establishing the run game, uh, getting the ball into certain situations to get it to George Kittle, moving the pocket with Jimmy Garoppolo, doing things that he used to do before in 2019, running outside zone, moving everyone horizontally, letting jo Jimmy Garoppolo come out the other side. So I think that you even saw him run the reverse and get the ball in Debo's hands that way. More creative ways to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. I thought 
did a really good job against Carolina. Now I want the pedal to the metal and continue that against Atlanta. Leave nothing to chance. Go take advantage of the areas at which you have strength. And we just went over some of the Atlanta Falcons defenders. And the foreigners can take advantage of some of those guys. You know where Grady Jarrett's going to be. Locate him and take advantage of him. Uh, you know how to scheme to get open against these cornerbacks. So I think the 49ers uh, know what the game plan is overall. And Kyle Shanahan just got to be willing to execute because Brandon Ayuk has been consistently getting open against one-on-one -on -one coverage. And Brandon Ayuk had a couple of plays that were left out there that he could have had bigger plays. Maybe Jimmy missed him or Jimmy went a different direction or you know some other things happened. But he's been playing at a, a very high level. Debo Samuel wasn't getting it going in the first half, but he did in the second half. I don't think you can consistently take away Debo Samuel. And if you do, you run the risk of a Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle making huge plays and getting it going. Uh, so that's why it's a key matchup because it's. I think this week is less about what Atlanta can do to you and more about what you can do to Atlanta. Understanding that thought process and continuing to develop this offense is where they're headed. You've got big matchups coming along the way. Kansas City's coming up after this. They have an explosive offense. Your offense has to be able to not match punch for punch, uh, but you have to be able to execute when you need to. The defense is going to help you out. They're going to keep you in football games, but you can't rely on the defense to keep you in every single game. At some point, the offense is going to have to pick up. The offense did a very good job against the Panthers. The defense did a good job, and they picked up the special teams. Now it's time for all three phases to play in unison and get a victory. I think if they do, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think this game is going to be fun. It's an early start time, so whew, do I have to get up early? But now let's go into the wow that's wow that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! My wow that's bold prediction is that the 49ers are going to score. 31 points. I I wanted to do I wanted to do 28 uh but I believe that the the 49ers are going to score over 30 points in this football game and my wild that's bold prediction is going to be they're going to score four touchdowns. So I want four touchdowns um from the San Francisco 49ers in this game. Yeah, I don't I don't care how but it's going to be four TDs and uh, I think that going back to back week with 49ers scoring four TDs would be absolutely impressive. So that's what I think that's the the wild that's bold, I'm going to throw a little bit on there, is George Kittle is going to have two touchdowns in this game. That's right. George Kittle, wild that's bold, two touchdowns in this game. And now it's time for the game score prediction. How well is Atlanta going to do? I think Atlanta is going to make some plays in this game. I think the 49ers are going to have a lot of plays. I think the defense for the 49ers is going to step up and make plays as well and make it easier on the offense. I don't think Atlanta goes quietly. I think Atlanta makes a little bit of noise in this game. But I think the 49ers are going to win this game. 31 to 16. Yeah, I think the I think the Falcons get some points. 49ers win 31 to 16. I think it's going to be a very fun game, but I think George Kittle is going to have a big game for the 49ers. I think there's going to be so much attention paid to Debo Samuel. Uh, that Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle are going to have themselves a day. I think Atlanta is going to focus a lot on stopping the run game. That is something that they're going to want to take away. They're going to want to stop Jeff Wilson Jr. and Tevin Coleman. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to get the football to certain receivers and make plays. Jimmy hasn't turned the ball over in two weeks. I think he continues that trend and doesn't turn over the football again. 
that is a big reason why the 49ers don't lose this game. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a fun game. I hope you guys are all excited about 49ers versus Atlanta Falcons. I know I am. Uh, it's going to be a good one. And after the game is over, join me over on 49ers Cutback right here where you can get the game reaction show. Come through. I go through all the comments. We have conversations about everything. It's a lot of fun. So hop on and, and enjoy that the, the moment of the 49ers game. Hopefully it's a huge win. The 49ers are 4-2 and two and sitting very comfortable atop the NFC West. I hope I'm hoping that's the way it goes. I think that's how it's going to go. The 49ers get a big win over the Atlanta Falcons. Join me for the game reaction show. And if you haven't already, like the video. Uh, leave me a comment. You know, let me know what you thought of the video. Let me know what your bowl prediction is. What your game score prediction is. Let those. Let me know in the comment section down below. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. If you want to be a channel member, uh, join. You're going to get once a month. You're getting a a channel member only live stream. I did it a couple weeks ago with a kickoff show. There will be more to come. And then, of course, we have Patreon, too. If you want a more in-depth look at the Atlanta Falcons, there is a scouting report video over there where I break down the Atlanta Falcons game uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and go over exactly how the 49ers look to attack. And then on Saturday, of course, my game plan video comes out. So lots of stuff on Patreon. You need to check that out. Uh, lots of fun episodes over there, including shows that aren't here on YouTube, like Slightly Offsides and 49ers Faceoff. But thank you guys all so much for joining the show. Can't wait for the next one. Go Niners. Stay safe, everyone. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.